Trumpeter Duke Heidger and I met at the 2013 Ascona Jazz Festival in Switzerland, where I recorded a series of conversations with the international lineup of musicians. Duke grew up in the Midwest in a musical family, but left years ago to live in New Orleans and talked to me about the opportunities he's had in that most musical of cities and how it's influenced his creative life. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Well, of course, New Orleans is a special place for New Orleans-style jazz, and I uh, I started playing New Orleans jazz early because of my uh, father and and um, started playing uh, some of the American jazz festivals with his his band, and then I uh, I was at a festival where there was another New Orleans band, and uh, the band leader offered me a job on the spot, and uh, and uh, I temporarily turned it down because I was just at the end of my undergraduate studies at university, the University of Toledo in Toledo, Ohio, and uh, but the job offer was still open six months later or so, and uh, so I. Went down to New Orleans. Not sure if, if you can make it in the music business there or not. You know, you know, or the same anywhere. Store or anywhere. <laughs> and um, and never looked back. It uh, it's it's been a wonderful experience and of course a learning experience. And had you been to New Orleans before? I had. Um, I had. Uh, uh, well, with my parents when I was about ten years old. But uh, I'd taken a couple of uh, trips down there as a teenager, 17, 18 years old, and uh, visited uh, friends who had moved from the Midwest, and they were making their livings in New Orleans at that point as well. So uh, so I had uh, spent a little time there yeah, and uh, was somewhat familiar with it, but, uh, but it's nothing like you know, no. living, living there, of course. And but. what is it like, because New Orleans, I think even more than New York, people think of the big energy in New York and making it in New York. Yeah. And all of that, but New Orleans has a real thing about its identity it with does. the music. And yeah. New Orleanians are very proud of being from New Orleans. Yeah. So it's got to be a very different perspective moving there from somewhere else. What is that like? Well, when I moved there 22 years ago, uh, as you know, the music scene was a little different and it was a little more vibrant uh, in those days. Actually, things are starting to pick up again. But but um, it, was, it seemed like a lifetime ago when I moved down there. Many, many hotels had f- full seven-piece jazz bands, and and uh, there was so much music, comparatively speaking, that 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 uh, many of the musicians in these clubs were from different parts of the oh. country and world. So um, there wasn't uh, necessarily a, a, a rite of passage as far as uh, acceptance. In, that's in interesting. That, in, in that uh, initial environment. Mm. Um, but uh, having said that, mm. you are very right that New Orleans has a very, uh, 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 well, um, strong uh, local identity. culture, tr- culture yeah. and identity that uh, that uh, to this day still exists. Uh, the if you're not from New Orleans, well, you're you're not really a New Orleanian. Uh, Although most people suggest that after 20 years, you're, <laughs> you're a local. <laughs> well, that's an interesting thing, I think, for our audience, because they think that you're automatically accepted the same way they think in the music business that yeah. you're automatically asked to sit in yeah. somewhere, which we know isn't true. It's not necessarily that way. I know when I first came to New York, somebody had to know you or 
it was a certain situation sure. that you were asked to sit in. Sure. Is it kind of that way in New Orleans as well? Because I have not. I've done concerts in New Orleans, yeah. but always when I've been hired to come to New Orleans, not to ever play with a New Orleans group. So yeah. I'm still really an outsider. Well, I think New Orleans is a little different. We have so many visitors from all over the world who are interested in, in uh, sitting in and playing some jazz in some form or another in mm. New Orleans. So, so um, it's a little bit more of a relaxed environment, mm. uh, I think, in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and in the old days, uh, when there was, uh, I say old days. Yeah, I know, but it's it's a long time. Ago. You've been there a long now. time. I know we're both a hundred years old. People. I can say that now. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, in those days, uh, uh, I think um, because the environment was a little different, um, you could work often on the merits of your, uh, you, you know, your your just abilities. how you play. That's yeah, it. Yeah, right. exactly. And uh, 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 things are a little different now, as you know. The the, the music business is uh, there are less livable wage gigs for younger yeah. musicians coming up and it's a it's a different different scene so um, but in those days if you could play you were Duke Heidker and his swing band on Swingin' on the Famous Door. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. 
Here Duke plays with pianist Paolo Alderighi on Ain't Misbehavin', recorded live at the 2013 Ascona Jazz Festival. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was Ain't Misbehaving. Paolo Alderighi on the piano. Thank you very much. Thank you, Paolo, my, my good friend.
You also have a festival because I got something about this. You're really? on the oh. yes. Well, no, tell me about that. I want to hear about it. Well, I got a mailing. I just got this in the mail, so this is very timely. Wow, that I got so, it from you. Well, an email. For, yeah. So talk about that. Well, thanks for bringing it up. It's no, a, absolutely. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Um, it's more or less an inaugural event that we'll be holding on the Steamboat Natchez in New Orleans. We um, we did a little impromptu jazz festival uh, years ago prior to Katrina, and we intended to make it an annual event. Of course, Katrina disrupted everything, right. so it was put on the shelf for some time. So, so we finally decided to resurrect the idea, and, um, and, um, and we're uh, attempting to get it off the ground for this October. And uh, we, it, there are quite a few festivals in New Orleans, as you know, mm-hmm. um, but some of them have grown uh, so uh, uh, well. They've, they've grown to the point that they're large festivals now, not small, intimate jazz right, festivals. Right. And, and they're featuring a lot of music other than uh, classic jazz. And so, right. so uh, there's a strong historical connection with the Steamboat and New Orleans jazz. This is how the music made its way out of New Orleans yep. in the first place. And Louis Armstrong making his way out of New Orleans on those steamboats. And so, so um, uh, I have a band on the Steamboat Natchez every afternoon, and... Uh, we're continuing that tradition of jazz on, on the river. And uh, so the historical significance is not lost on us. So we thought, well, what better place, you know, than that for, you know, the um, anchor of a, of a jazz festival. It sounds fantastic. There. So you yeah. can all go to New Orleans and go to Duke's Jazz Festival. I think no. this is great. No, October wonderful. 11th, 12th, and 13th. Yeah, so you have to say that. Our yeah. listening audience yeah. as well. I that's think right. that's good. Yeah. No, fantastic. And I... I was thinking it would be fun because I'm going to have a number of people here this week to describe, to have each of you describe, because I'm going to have all creative artists sitting there, Mm -hmm. improvisers, to describe this setting, how you see this setting, this Escona, and what it does, because you've been here a number of times. I have. And what this kind of setting does for your playing in terms of something like this. And Nico um, Gillier, who runs the festival, the environment that he makes and everything. So talk about it for you, how you feel coming here and what that does in terms of your mood for playing. Wow, interesting question. It's uh, obviously one of the most spectacular places on the face of the earth uh, uh, with uh, Lake Majority here and the surrounding mountains. And it's just a fabulous uh, setting. Um, uh, I think what's special also, other than the aesthetic setting of, 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 of uh, Scona, is, is uh, being around a lot of wonderful musicians and, and, and friends. And so there's the camaraderie as well. And, so, so, uh, and, uh, and uh, because of that, you attempt to make as, as, as good a music as you're able to, to make. And so... So uh, <laughs> we're always excited to play uh, for, for the Escona audiences, which mm-hmm. are just fantastic. You know, they're just wonderful. I think, I think uh, they're feeling uh, uh, and relaxed atmosphere that they provide uh, also uh, uh, enhances what the musicians are able to do up there, just, just because it's just a, you know, just a wonderful, relaxed environment. Thank 
Duke Heidker and Paulo Alderighi recorded live at the 2013 Ascona Jazz Festival in Switzerland. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. So I want to talk about your dad's band and that you played. I know so many musicians yeah. who played whose fathers. It always seems it's the dad, but yeah. I know or an yeah. uncle or something. But I'm sure that there's been some moms that were jazz fans. But in your case, your dad had a band. Right. So talk about that a bit. We just sort of touched on that and playing in that. And because I'm fascinated with how some offspring uh-huh. rebel against their parents' right. music and some embrace it right and so what did your dad do right that inspired you to do this because this is important because our listeners i i don't you, i don't know if this happens to you but i have a lot of parents ask me right. how they can inspire their children right so i'm curious that's, this is a good question that's a great question um i think one of the things i admire both most about my parents was uh, that they never forced me into it they exposed me to it and encouraged me, but there was uh, uh, there was never that pressure. And uh, and I have three sisters, and only one of which um, uh, found, uh, showed an interest in music as well. She sings a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, Nicole. Um, but uh, but I was exposed to the music at a very very early age, and uh, and and often. Even in the case of someone like Paolo sitting over there, I think a similar environment. Uh, some, some of the musicians that I know and work with, many of the musicians I know and have worked with, just like you mentioned, they came from that as well, where you're exposed to the music at a very early age. And, and uh, my father had a band, and he uh, still has it. So this band's been in existence for nearly 50 years. Well, 40, well That's impressive. I don't know, 45, 46 years or something. So... Um, and so I was always around the music of his of his band, but more importantly, I think um, I was around the records that he listened to, and uh, and we would be in the car, and he'd have his cassette tapes of, you know, Louis Armstrong and Sidney Bechet and Jelly Roll Morton and King Oliver and you know all the early jazz greats, and uh, and so uh, so I remember being particularly moved by by the music of the masters, you know, when, when, I, when I heard that. And, and, uh, and then, of course, with uh, my father having a band, it gave me the, uh, the opportunity uh, to play a bit when I finally chose to, to do that. And, uh, and uh, so, so by about eight years old, I was, you know, playing a Already little cornet. Playing. And, yeah. and, uh, but I didn't get serious with it until I was about 12. Yeah. But you also were going to hear his band live. Of course. And yeah. saw that, which yeah. is one of the things that I think is really important because yeah. people ask me about this, and I'll always say, they'll say, how can I get my kid to practice? Right. And I'll always say, well, how often do you take them to hear live music? Right. Yeah. That's a big question because yeah. a lot of people, all of you do, because you're all so interested in this wonderful music and this festival. But I think that's really important it is. to yeah. get that in-person of course. excitement. Absolutely. And then yeah. you don't have to say anything. You, you hear it. Exactly. You yeah. know. Who were some of your favorites of those people that he was playing? Name some of the people that, that really stood out to you. That you, well, you know, first memories. I'm always interested first, in that. First memories, of course. Um, well, needless to say, you know, Louis Armstrong. And uh, that's probably... We all every, like Louis. Every, every guest on your show has <laughs> probably started with <laughs> well, his name. Well, he's so great. Of we course. all love him. Yeah. And... Um, um, uh, but uh, but there were others. Uh, I remember early on, uh, somebody had uh, turned us on to some Jabbo Smith records, and I remember, you know, I remember my my father and I listening to these wonderful records of this virtuoso. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
And I remember, of course, you know, as a as a young teenager, of course, turning into a cri- you know, critic at that point. I'm listening to both of these, and I said, "Wow, yeah, Jabbo's something else." But uh, uh, but, Dad, there's there's something Louie has that's just uh, hard to explain. And and uh, so having those sort of conversations at an early age uh, didn't hurt.
Louis Armstrong and Earl Hines on No Papa No. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway & Sons and Fingers Fine Haircutting in Sag Harbor, New York. Visit FingersFineHaircutting.com. And from East Hampton Indoor Tennis, eight indoor and 20 outdoor courts in a quiet, beautiful park-like setting. Visit EHIT.WS for more information. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can download podcasts of Jazz Inspired free on iTunes. You can email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook and Twitter at Stride Queen. To find out more about my CDs and where I'm touring and to sign up for our email newsletter, visit judycarmichael.com. My conversation with trumpet player Duke Heidger was recorded on stage at the 2013 Ascona Jazz Festival in Switzerland. Here Duke plays On the Sunny Side of the Street from his CD, Rhythm is Our Business. Just direct your feet to 
Some of Duke Heidker's favorite recordings were the early Billie Holiday small group sides. I asked him why those recordings were so special. Even in music today, you can on paper put together the all-star band of the of the of the history of the <laughs> of present day, and you just don't know until you get up on the bandstand if it's going to work or not. And uh, that's a very important point. Yeah. Yeah. That is really, I want to emphasize yeah, that yeah, because people right. don't know. They think that's one of the things that also makes jazz festivals so important is they think they can just put combinations right. together. Yeah. But we don't know. You, you can just, have five great musicians and it just doesn't you, have that magic. You, you, might, you might have an idea, but, uh, but when it gets to that level of magic, uh, that's hard to predict. And, uh, and certainly those recorded sides uh, were, were, were exactly that magic. But, but I think they... Um, they really exemplify uh, just wonderful ensemble work between uh, mm-hmm. you know a handful of musicians, and um, and 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 uh, they should they should be studied for for, for you know young musicians. Uh, that's I think a, so that's too. a great lesson on on how to how to work together and make music without getting in each other's way and you know and overdoing it. It's just just beautiful music. Up in that land, the laps do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. In Spain, the best opposites do it. Lithuanians and let's do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. The Dutch in old Amsterdam do it. 
Not to mention the fish Folks in Siam do it Think of Siamese twins Some Argentines without means do it People say in Boston even beans do it Let's do it Let's fall in love I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Today's conversation with trumpeter Duke Heidker was recorded at the 2013 Ascona Jazz Festival. Duke plays here with his pianist, Paolo Alderighi. Thank you. 
You were a geology major? I was. Is this true? Yes. I love this. I was a German major. No kidding. Really? So I love it when I meet people who were not primarily music yeah. majors. Yeah. And I just played with a wonderful British saxophonist who revealed to me that he w- went to art school, not music school. So yeah. talk about that. How was But you were playing all the way through. Why didn't you major in music? That's fascinating to me. Well, good question. I mean, I, I, I did audition for some music schools and I, when I was undecided and um, uh, even was offered some scholarships. But um, uh, I decided to make the decision that, that a lot of the learning I was going to do in the music business was going to be on on uh, uh, on the on the bandstand and, mm-hmm. and amongst uh, professional musicians and and jazz, I I, I think is a, to 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 learn it in school is a different environment than of course actually being there and doing it. So, um, believe me, I would have benefited from some of the things you 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 learn through conservatory or music school. Um, but uh, having said that, I'm glad I made the decision that I did and majored in something else. It just uh, opened up a, a few other doors, at least intellectually, for me. I would you think know? so. No, I know and, a number and, of musicians that have yeah. done that. I mean, Gene Bertensini was in architecture. Yeah, I mean, he has sure. an architecture degree. Right. And uh, uh, so uh, I have no regrets. Of course, there. You know, I wish I, I would uh, be better with pen and paper, uh, pencil and paper, with uh, writing music or, or at least transcribing it. But... Uh, 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 but I've been uh, able to learn a lot and continue, of course, to learn uh, as we all do uh, or should. Well, yes, <laughs> um, and we keep learning music in the business. Right. And you, when you're sharing the bandstand with wonderful musicians regularly, you exchange ideas and, and that sort of thing. And I don't think there's a classroom in the in the world like that. So no, <laughs> so and, I, and yeah. it's opened you up in other ways, as exactly. you said. It's yeah. been a yeah. more well-rounded education and experience. And I don't think it's held you back, Duke. I think you're doing okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this. I'm really glad. I've known about you and been a fan for so long. And to bump into you here and be able to have you sit for this. And thank you. I want all of you to help me thank Duke Heidker for enjoying this moment and for all of us to get to hear him and be on the show. So thank you. I'm applauding you myself. All of you. Thank you very much.
Duke Heidker on My Buddy from his CD, Rhythm is Our Business. You've been listening to Trumpeter Duke Heidker. I hope you'll join me here next time when I talk with another creative person about how jazz has inspired their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidoff. You can download podcasts of Jazz Inspired from iTunes or at TalkShoe.com. Our opening music was Airmail Special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one. From my CD, High on Fats, and other stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD trio. I'm on piano with my Cashmon sax and Chris Mori on guitar. For a schedule of upcoming programs, to sign up for our email newsletter, or to find out how you can personally support Jazz Inspired, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can email us at info at jazzinspired.com. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is made possible with generous support from our listeners, Steinway & Sons and Sag Harbor Florist. Visit sagharborflorist.net. Additional support is provided by a grant from Henry and Gilda Block and from Jazz Times Magazine, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. Support is also provided by the American Hotel in Sag Harbor, New York. Learn more at theamericanhotel.com. Special thanks to our webmaster, Megan Lewis, and to Jamie Roach for additional production assistance. Jazz Inspired goes on the road in 2015 with our first annual Jazz Inspired from Kiowa Island, South Carolina, March 2nd through the 5th. More information is at jazzinspired.com. Part of the fun of a jazz festival is bumping into old friends and sometimes getting to play with them. That happened to me after my conversation with Duke Heidker, when Australian guitarist Dave Blankhorn dropped by to play a tune with me. Here we are on Gershwin's I Got Rhythm. Thank you.
Thank you.